1: U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding and check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: You mentioned this a second ago before I started recording, but how does this podcast get nominated? Like, I would think that, I wonder which one we sent in, but I would think that FSGA people would uh, would call the authorities if they heard this podcast. Like I, the fact that it's nominated is very surprising to me.
1: Yeah, it does reveal the standards. Uh, it's actually the second time we have been. Hopefully, once again, it's just your name and mine's completely admitted. But uh, that's uh, par for the course with this, and fair enough. But it is it is uh, uh, funny to see that. I didn't even know until you uh, derided me or, or you know, berated me on a tweet saying you could not or you could have done it without me, which was a funny funny tweet but uh yeah here's uh it's the gambling section too right is that we're nominated for specifically i guess it is it, it must
0: have gotten submitted under gambling i think yeah. it's been nominated three times actually oh man Trump life do you know that we've done Impressive. more than 200 of these episodes
1: no i didn't know i didn't realize that that's wow man time flies man it's a lot of poor quality takes uh that's uh, yeah, another nomination <laughs> It's a a good, right? Golden Globes, you know, Ricky Gervais, I saw you even tweeted it, which I appreciated because A, I thought it was funny and B, you getting into pop culture, I like, but Gervais does not give a shit and it was funny, right?
0: That was great. That was just so good. And he did the uh, Epstein didn't
1: kill himself, which I love. You got to
0: work that in, (laughs) in like a large platform like that. Love that.
1: Yeah, no doubt. you see, there's a 60 Minutes on on Epstein too. I watched. It. I didn't learn in anything too new, but uh, at least there are eyes on it. I mean, there was a whole 60 Minutes that opened with, with looking into that.
0: I just I don't trust those those propaganda shows. I can't trust any of that. It's like fake investigative journalism.
1: Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, another Gervais, the Golden Globes, uh, us getting a major nominated for a major award, um, huge award. How much cash for that award do we get? Yeah, do you no, know. It's, it's, very prestigious, the power that comes with it that I'm told is more important than the actual, you know, the money, the monetary value. I think it's the power that comes. um, You know, you know, there's there's, there's a Nassim Taleb section in one of his books.
0: I've never read actually any of his books, but I just, I follow him on Twitter and I read a lot of the quotes. And he basically says that industries where your, your success depends on the opinions of your peers, like academia or even us getting these awards and stuff are just kind of bullshit. And he's saying like a plumber, like nobody cares if, if, like nobody hires a plumber because other plumbers think he's a good plumber. They hire him because customers think he's a good plumber. Your friend's like, oh yeah, I had problems. That guy fixed it quickly and it wasn't that expensive. It's what the customers say. You don't care what other plumbers think of him. And he's problem. like, it's mostly just bullshit artists who when they're, when they're not accountable to the, the customer, but they're accountable to what their peers think. Because it's a whole different incentive. And I was actually talking about that, the whole Giants coaching, I was very worried, even though I was acting less worried on Twitter than I actually was, that the Giants would hire Jason Garrett. And I thought John Mara, nutless monkey that he is, might just be like, oh, you know, Jason Garrett's a class act, we're a class organization. It's just like what people think of your organization, like the people you associate with, rather than... The fans, your customers, like we need a winning product. We need a winner. We don't we don't stick with Eli five years too late because he's a class act. Like that's, that's ridiculous. You know, that that's catering to that sort of what your peers think, what the people in your social circle think, in your NFL owner circle or whatever, think, oh, he's a class guy. No, nobody gives a shit about that. <laughs> we want to get a guy who's good. It, it's funny to get a nominated for an award, it's cool, whatever, but it's like that's just, you know. It's not really important, right? What the industry thinks of you. What's important is what the listener thinks of you.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a perfect segue because I have had a couple people reach out actually recently and a couple nice messages about this podcast. Which you know, on uh, sometimes most of the feedback on Twitter and everything is just negative, and you know goes a long way and i actually appreciate it so a couple it's funny you say that because actually a couple people have reached out to me and said some nice things and uh yeah, yeah whatever i joke i consider this mostly your podcast but uh i am glad to be a part of it and uh, it is cool the uh, that random nomination but i hear you as far as the the peers and whatnot i personally feel weird i i never submit my stuff to the uh to those you have to submit your own i, I just feel weird doing it personally I, I just i don't i don't like it but um, right, having well, been nominated, we better win that motherfucker. So uh, we don't win; it's a travesty. Yeah. It's a jo- having said that, it's a fucking joke,
0: and we we're getting yeah, no, we it's were a, it's a Total joke. How could we not yeah, win? A, yeah, Jesus. Exactly. Now that we haven't been reported to the authorities, <laughs> now that we've been nominated, it's obvious we're the best podcast. It's one of the nutless podcasts out there, by the way. Literally. So you didn't get any credit on the nomination, but that wasn't me. Basically, we submitted all the rotowire podcasts. It's just rotowire. It's just rotowire gets it, and. I think in the nomination, I'm not even mentioned, it's just real man wood, Rotowire gets submitted. And then Rotowire tweeted out, Congratulations, Chris Liss. They should have added you, but they didn't. And then I just made a joke saying I could I could have done it, as you said, without you. And I'm sure like ninety percent of the people that read that thought I said I couldn't have done it without you. Because you will read <laughs> what you think you're supposed to see. But from the amount of likes on the tweet, I know that some people actually did read it more closely.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the amount of likes and the people, some, I got a feeling the more people Yeah, definitely yeah. did read that correctly. But yeah, that's uh, that is funny, but uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad. Uh, winner, but it's, winner it's of our Zor-
0: podcast. You know, know, as I like to say, Jeff likes to say to me, cause we brought this up, you remember in Kirby enthusiasm when Leon sleeps with somebody's wife and it's a really bad situation and he tells Larry about it and he's asking Larry what he should do. And Larry's trying to advise him. And then he's like, we did this, Larry. We did this. Like Larry's trying to extricate himself, but then Leon
1: basically includes him in the D. I know that's your, your go-to with Curb reference, and I love it. Yes, I do know. And that's premiering, to a new season, like yeah. in a week or two. so fired up for that. But anyway, yes, exactly that. That's this here, you're saying? Yeah,
0: I'm saying at worst, at worst you're Larry and I'm Leon. We did this <laughs> podcast album.
1: Okay. Um, when is that, by the way? Is that, uh, is that like in – are those awards soon in Vegas thing? Is that the Vegas Who thing knows? or when is that? I don't okay, know. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> pay know? attention. So, so we both went three and one last week and lost our best bet. No, no, I was right? two and two. I was two and two. Oh, you went two and two. Okay. You had the bills. You, okay, I went you three were smart we enough to take the Texans. Yeah. You yeah, were yeah very smart. So I was savvy right on the right side on that one. Um, yeah. But like I said, best bet was the saints. So off on that um, did pretty well in the pools and like swamp league. I, I used the saints. Cause I thought a lot of them, cause I thought that, you know, teams are going to save them, but they're going to put up a lot of points at home and funnily it's like good to burn a team that loses and if you use team quarterback with Taysom Hill you got like a ton of points so right how did your um MFFC uh ones I ended up just having so many things going on I didn't I didn't add one of those how, how did your lineups go
0: the two you uh, did borderline ideal but Ooh, nice. I have a problem in one but it's a small problem I'm thinking I can overcome it. Mark Ingram let me guess yeah it's Mark Ingram and yeah. you know obviously we'll, f- we'll probably find out whether he's going to play and if he's not I'll just take a one x and That hurts. But the thing is, I'm kind of fading the Ravens in both. So it'll hurt in one. Actually, no, I only have them in one. So the one I have them in, I I use Mahomes and Wilson, Russell Wilson in my NFFC. And so that's like ideal, because not only the Saints out of the way, and the Seahawks are only four-point dogs on the road. I mean, they could easily beat Green Bay, but all those people who took Drew Brees are pretty much drawing dead. And the saint I had was Camara and he actually scored a decent amount of points. Cause he scored and he caught a bunch of passes. So that right. worked out perfectly. I had Dalvin cook. I had Derek Henry. I mean, a lot of most people did, but I had all the key guys that went crazy and you know, the saints got knocked out and I had Camara. That was perfect. I wasn't trying to like, you know, have breeze. And the other one, I have Mahomes and Jackson. And then I basically went with like guys like Kittle and Aaron Jones and Dalvin cook. So that one too, is perfectly good because I'm hoping that there's a massive shootout in the AFC Championship game that the Chiefs win and then I get the 4x from Mahomes and then I hopefully I'm getting 4x from Aaron Jones or Dalvin Cook in the other side.
1: Right, right. Yeah. No, that sounds that sounds good for sure. Um in our uh, our XM draft I uh, somehow ended up stacking the Patriots that didn't look good but my other's uh doing all right. That's good. Lock and hedge on my 49ers, which I unsurprisingly stacked. Uh, I don't know how that careful what you wish for with the Vikings ending up there. I have a serious question for you list. You know, I have that ticket to win 20 grand. I got the Niners at 40 to one before the season. I'm pretty wow. sure Ted bell thought I was insane when I made place that bet. Uh, next to him, I wanted to do a thousand, but my wife wouldn't let me, but, um, so really what do I hedge here? So the vibe it's not, it's, it is really ideal. Not only the one seed, yes. but also favorites. So I can hedge with the underdog. Right. So, so what do I do? The Vikings money lines around plus two fifty, and they had to have to win three games to win the Super Bowl. So what would you do in my situation? And I'm I'm, I'm being serious and I'm not great at math. What, what would you do? Well, I mean, I have to like sit down with a spreadsheet
0: and work it out. And, I, and off the top of my head. But it seems like you should be betting like the Vikings are getting what, like three to one, No, two and a half to one or something. What, yeah, what's the like odds? Two and I'm and one a half. Yeah. Plus okay. two
1: fifties. So yeah. Right, so right you probably
0: that. want to bet like five grand on the Vikings to win outright. You win twenty grand if you, if the Niners win the Super Bowl right so if if the yep. Vikings win, you get twelve and a half grand, and that's that, and you lose the five hundred you put down so you're up twelve grand right If yep. the Vikings yep. lose you're down five and now you got to win two games and then you put five on the underdog that's playing them in the championship game, and then you put five on you know or ten in the super Bowl right I mean you basically isn't that how you do it? Five, five, and ten. Yeah, or something like
1: that? I'd be down. So then I'd be down ten. Come the Super Bowl, but you put ten and, on the Super yeah, Bowl, right? And then you put and, 10
0: and so on. so if you yeah. win the Super Bowl, sorry, if the Niners win. Actually, then you just break even. So you're like you didn't get any money for it. But you put five on the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, the problem though is that uh, the Niners will be oh. underdogs if it's the Ravens. Right. So, but let's say you put five on the Super Bowl, and if the Niners win, then you're down fifteen. You win twenty. You win five. Right. Yeah, and if the Niners yeah, lose, can, yeah, if the Niners lose. Well, if, I see. If the Niners lose, though, you're screwed because you're only going to win a couple of grand on the Ravens, and you'll be down ten grand <laughs> from yeah. your
1: previous bets. <laughs> so the, the problem no, I'm is not that, going to you for my financial advice, nor my, my uh, No, no, no. I'm, I'm
0: just, I'm just, I'm just talking this through in real time. It's not I, like I know. I know. Yeah. Um, I, maybe you got to do like two or three grand, and then leave a lot so you can go big on the Ravens
1: in the Super Bowl. Yeah, especially got to have faith in the Niners and, uh, and all that. We'll talk about that game next. But uh the way, okay. I
0: want to, I want to just mention in that uh, draft we did for XM, I got I'm in like fourth or fifth place right now. But how many players out of the 14 we drafted do you think I have left?
1: Um, all but one. No, all all of nice. Yeah. Not, you didn't have any. I didn't lose a a yeah, that's like, to yeah. not lose a single player yeah see I didn't even aim to I didn't shit on your point but no you didn't zero. you didn't, I didn't. I mean, yeah. you really couldn't because I um, <laughs> didn't go negative Just yeah. said negative you, you added a play you got a player added up yeah. but um, well well done and uh, yeah the boy the Patriots man that that wasn't shocking but do you have any thoughts on that and like where Brady will end up I mean I feel like we should touch on the New England situation uh, and that again that was like I would have I would have been shocked if they would have uh, if the outcome would have been different uh, it was kind of close at halftime but, but man I mean that offense was just so so brutal I mean it was just just, just just couldn't get anything going yeah i mean it was just a weird game with i mean they mike
0: Vrabel, such a genius he took a minute off the clocks so and now there's only four minutes left and three timeouts yeah. so you're up one what a genius move i mean that was the dumbest thing i've ever seen but it was as though they were like well the patriots offense can't do anything let's just punt it back to them a hundred times who cares and they really couldn't do anything i mean edelman had a bad drop they got stuffed at the goal line but it was just They didn't have a playmaker. It was just everything we thought all year was just true. They did not have anyone who could make a play. You you can be crafty. It was sort of like the Eagles, you know, when they had Josh McCown in there. Sort of like, all right, well, they made a couple plays, some Miles Sanders stuff, some Zach Goddard plays. Like, they made a couple plays, but that's just not an offense, man. You got to be able to attack. You have to be able to hurt the defense, and the patriots just didn't have any players who could do that so i mean what are you going to do and it was it was what we saw all year they their defense was legit especially the secondary but they padded a lot of their like amazing stats on shitty competition and when they played real teams they they couldn't win and they got bounced in the first round at home they couldn't even beat the dolphins to avoid that matchup oh. i mean they were exactly what they seemed like there was no magic and i wonder whether that being busted filming you know was like a turning point where it was like oh like they kind of we better back off on this or something i don't know but it was it was like the real the real level came out it seemed like
1: first off i believe you said zach goddard which i like the comment combining there um yeah, secondly yeah, Bel- belichick I-, I saw some advanced site claiming that he was the second worst uh coach at decision-making and fourth down aggressiveness this year. And he was bad that game. Obviously the offense was a problem, but he was just very, very much not aggressive there. And finally, I want to know your prediction though, for Brady Um, kind of feels like chargers. If I had to guess, what do you, what do you think? Well, two things. One is Belichick and his defense. When that's your
0: team, you're going to punt way more than the average team would in a given situation because your offense can't run they Can't pass, protect the quarterback has no mobility and your defense is pretty good to getting getting the ball back at first and 10. So that's one thing. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it depends on a bunch of things, right? Cause the reason it's hard to predict is do the chargers want Brady? Is that something they want? Would Brady want to go to a team that has no fan base that has no home field advantage? It has good talent, but is, you know, is that even a thing? Are they even, are you hundred percent sure they're done with rivers? Who's going to coach there Would the coach? Want him? I assume Anthony Lynn gets canned. I mean, it just seems like there's too many variables to even say the teams to me that make the most sense would be the bears. Cause they have a really good defense and Nagy and some good weapons like Allen Robinson, Tariq Cohen's, you know, not a bad Anthony Miller. It's pretty good skill players. And then the Colts who have an elite offensive line, T Y Hilton, Naheem Hines and Mack in the backfield. And we'll see maybe Paris Campbell ends up being good. So the and a great coach, So the Colts and Bears to me would be the best places for him to go, but there's just so many variables that we don't even know yet, and he might even stay on the Patriots.
1: For sure, yeah. I know he's a California guy. seems like better weather would help him at this age. But, yeah, of course, just guessing. Um, Always like to get you uh, doing conjecture. But uh, one other thing I want to ask you about for sure is the Giants head coaching decisions. So uh, you you briefly talked about the Twitter thing, but obviously you did your extensive research in the hire, I'm sure.
0: No, I don't know who the hell that guy is, and I don't really care. I said this on the XM show, but this guy, I follow Michael Krieger. He made a tweet that said he would honestly rather just have draft Congress randomly from the phone book and get rid of the sure. losers that are in Congress right now. Just replace them with randoms, and that's how I feel about Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy. I just take anybody. You know, you want to coach the Giants? Go ahead. Yeah. Probably be rough in the first couple of games, but you know, maybe you'll figure something out. And Jason Garrett has had a very long chance with lots of talent and he sucks and he's totally nutless. So he, you know, that would have been just, it would, it just would have been like, okay, now I can't enjoy this team for another X amount of years, right in the middle of Saquon Barkley's prime. Daniel Jones looks like he had some promise. They've got Darius Slayton. This guy, Caden Smith looks good. The tight end, Evan Ingram, kind of a flat tire. But he's coming back. I mean, they have a, they have some exciting players,
1: and yeah, we drafted Caden Smith the Niners right from, I know three, I know the yeah, could... good. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing. Dwelly or whatever over him Selig or yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, go, sorry. Continue.
0: So, you know, it would have been incredibly depressing to have someone like Jason Garrett be the coach. There's still a chance he's offensive coordinator, but I was kind of joking on Twitter and I was like, no, no one's that stupid. They're going to hire Garrett, not even the giants, but I was secretly a little scared. <laughs> and then I was saying that, Garrett is just coming up in these rumors because he's connected Garrett has friends for, for him not to be considered would be cause people to be upset Garrett's good friend who's this guy who knows this guy you know they'd be like you didn't even call him in for an interview you know it's I think it's one of those things where if you're clearly in the media conversation you, you just get that like token interview or whatever just so like that yeah, I you know you're that. I, I, I re- that's what I felt was going on and and it seems like it kind of was like they weren't thinking about him they they wanted that guy Matt Rule and he got and Carolina took him so they went immediately to this Patriots guy which is so bizarre i mean it's not Josh McDaniels it's not the defensive coordinator it's a friggin special teams coach
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't know though. Maybe that means he's more hands-on with the whole team. Yeah. I have no clue. But what does that mean? I I, I, I would, what does that mean? I have no idea. I have no idea. Equipment manager. Equipment manager. I would rather bet on an unknown though who killed the interview and whatever. And you know, then I would a retread that you're going to get. Of course.
0: But it's it's like, it's like, Oh, the equipment manager works with everybody. You know, everybody wears equipment. I mean, we should get the equipment manager because he knows what size everybody is and he knows every single player. It it's like the same argument. Like he works with everybody.
1: Yeah. Familiar with all the different positions or whatever and their coaches. But yeah, I I, don't, I have no clue who he is. I couldn't even remember his name when I said the hire, but um, yeah, McCarthy in Dallas is interesting. I mean, what staying the night at Jones's house. I mean, it's just funny. I mean, maybe he's a good footwork guy and he'll help Dak, but that just seems like a disaster. And how do these guys make billions and billions of dollars elsewhere and see all this evidence and then, and then do that. It's just, it's actually quite interesting, really. Do you have any thoughts on McCarthy to Dallas? Yeah, I think that's funny.
0: Uh, I think it also, like, how wasted were they when he decided to crash at Jerry Jones? It's like, just fucking, you know, I'm just going to crash. I can't make it. Like, I saw Jerry Jones once. Our friend Chip was this PR guy. And Chip somehow got me into this uh, party at this, like, kind of cheesy upscale bar on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. This is, like, 12, 13 years ago, maybe. And it was Jerry Jones's party at the, uh, I forget what the place is called. uh, It'll come to me, but it's super cheesy. And we went in and, you know, free drinks and stuff like that. It was a nice place. And I saw Jerry there and he was rocked. He was obviously wasted. (laughs) And he was cool. I mean, he was you know, he's just some dude. He's probably in his sixties then, I guess, just getting totally rocked. And I can just imagine them busting out some super expensive booze, some good cigars or whatever. I don't know if they smoke cigars, but and having that, that chat, you know, like, yeah, you know, we're going to win the Super Bowl, and I'm going to get you the players you need and you know, whatever. And like just getting wasted. And then him being like, okay, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't like that, but that's when they're like, Oh, we stayed over at Jerry's house. I just assumed that's what happened. Right. right. No, no, for sure. That's funny.
1: Um, all right. What other, I'd bring up the DFS, uh, and the bachelor, uh, controversy. Do you have any thoughts on that? Or you want to tell, the listeners about it it's at all kind of boring
0: we were like forced to talk about an xm they thought that was a thing but interesting so they, they,
1: yeah. i okay. think
0: now basically the dude who won got his wife to submit like 150 lineups apparently allegedly and they were totally correlated in the right way with the ones he submitted and one of theirs won the whole thing the million bucks and it's obvious they i think they bragged about it or something happened and everyone knows like that they can colluded or this evidence is very strong i'll say And then now the guy who finished second, which is only 100 grand, is suing, got like a prominent lawyer to sue for the money. And it's a can of worms because DraftKings are only supposed to have 150 entries so that people don't do exactly that, sort of corner the different angles. But it just kind of seems like there's no way to police that because if I'm smart about it and I've got friends all over the US setting lineups for me, putting in different lineups, I mean, how do they know what our syndicate is? Like, it's just it's just hard to track. I guess you could use some like algorithm that shows that like these, these max entries of
1: 150 were correlated with these five and start to track that,
0: I guess, but
1: it's crazy. The amount that just players have uh spreadsheets where they could they went all the way through and they're like, Oh, apparently they've been doing this all season. And apparently they teamed with this person in week three, right. because it's just so clear sure. the, the difference in quarterbacks that they use made it. So yeah, clear.
0: May, maybe that, maybe the patterns are easy to spot because they're so stark, but i think that it's hard to enforce they could maybe catch it after the fact maybe not pay it out if it's enforced but then every single payout it would be like the nfl where you have to review every payout make sure there's no correlation somewhere and people get wiser to do it and do they'll get 20 people to do 80 lineups each and mix it up in a way that makes it more you know harder to detect it it just seems like the, the whole 150 limit for the entries is just a marketing gimmick to get the average Joe to think, no, there's no syndicates playing. I can win and you can win. I mean, if you have the best lineup, it will win. But why don't you say, look, there's going to be syndicates playing. We want to grow this thing. The average Joe, you got to be really good or really lucky. You want to, I mean, people play the lottery. The rake is worse. Your odds of, of the rake and the lottery is worse than your rake draft Kings. Even with all the sharks, even if they had no amount of limits, your rake is worse. Your expected return is worse it doesn't seem to be a big deal for that. People still play. So I don't know, just stop with the pretense of this is a shark infested industry for when the stakes are high, when you can win a million dollars, it's always going to be. I, don't, I just, I don't know. That's all I
1: read. Really, yeah. I, just, yeah. They're not, I, I think it's an interesting. interesting. Right, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it would be tough to enforce. I think it's just an interesting story just because it looked like it was great for the industry because someone from The Bachelor won and even a girl. And then when there was backlash, originally people were like, oh no, that's just because a girl won. You're haters. And then obviously the more evidence trickled out. But it was this other funny things. Like she would blatantly w- w- would make a tweet being like she almost switched off like DK Metcalf to like David Moore and she had the nuts lineup already. or Something that just totally didn't make sense. And a former Bachelor guy congratulated her husband at first before deleting it. Instead uh, of her uh, but the best part about all this is i know you follow him too because draft cheat the funniest follow on twitter is picked a fight with this uh this other bachelor guy and they're supposedly going to get in a fist fight for charity in the next week so that's that's something i highly recommend uh on twitter following that back and forth uh i, I did notice that yeah whatever we'll it it happens we'll see yeah, that guy challenged a lot of people to fights and it does
0: the fights <laughs> don't happen yeah because they back down but uh it'll be uh it'll be well i know, to know but i mean you gotta have it happen but he's yeah, like all but, worried about training i'm like dude yeah. Just going and you, you know what it is? It's not the training, the boxing training, it's the cardiovascular. Because boxing is tiring as hell. I don't have you ever done any boxing. But after like a minute, one minute of boxing and it's not about trying to knock the guy out. It's just about keeping your arms up. It's like your arms weigh like a thousand pounds. Oh so, no, no. It,
1: because that's heart rate list is boxing not just, yes, it is more than you think, but it's also, you were so worried about getting punched in the face. It is like, you're just at a thousand percent. So yes, boxing supposedly the most exhausting you can train forever. And then you get in there for three minutes. It'll feel like three hours supposedly. So for sure. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, only nutless monkeys worried about getting hit by one of those two dudes, but I'm, I'm just saying yeah. that, <laughs>
0: theoretically in a real match where someone could actually do some damage but it's just it's just yeah. the stamina like you could be yeah. go out for the first 30 seconds and be just throwing hard ass haymakers at the dude and be pushing him back but if he's in better shape than you <laughs> a minute in you are screwed it doesn't yeah. matter if he can't really yeah. fight at all you know you're just you're just holding on for dear
1: life Definitely, no doubt. Hey, um, anyway, I thought it was a funny, crazy story. We'll see what happens what, if they if they will. I don't know what the payout now. The lawyers are involved, but uh, as long as Draft cheap fights a former Survivor contestant, I'm I'm happy with the outcome. Uh, do you want to talk a little baseball to, to the uh, the NFL slate? Uh, I heard you guys uh, XM picking it up more, so um, I'm I'm getting fired up. I'm I'm ready. Uh, heard, oh, one thing I will say, I heard you talking about Jeff was actually at that game that Tatis. Uh, Tatis hit two grand slams. Jeff Erickson was in person for that. Yes. Yes, he was. He was there. Two things. I was saying that one is you left out the craziest part. Not only did Tatis hit two grand slams in the same inning, yep. but the craziest part of the pitcher. Is it was off the same picture? That is what is truly insane. Yeah. You totally left out that part, and then the other. I totally got where you were going when you said uh, to Jeff that that was just the second greatest accomplishment he witnessed in person. Because of course, the first <laughs> being uh, sitting at the same table when you got a royal flush. a uh, hundred bucks. That,
0: that no. nutless monkey got a hundred bucks just for being. And no one gave
1: him any cash for sitting in Dodgers. No, they didn't.
0: didn't. They didn't.
1: Greatness comes with a paycheck. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any baseball thoughts? I'm sure we we'll have a lot, but I, I am fired up for it. I see there's a new um, NFFC one was like a thousand bucks. It's single entry. I did that one. Uh, the that, that came down to um, uh, uh, what's his face on on Sunday or Monday night, not getting me a single point on uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, the silver the silver bullet for football. They're doing that for baseball. You see that A single entry high stakes. Uh,
0: I didn't see that. Uh, I'll, I'll look into it.
1: Drop out of labor, man. Move into Florida. Too much with the family and way over there. And um, wait, what? Beat Chris. Oh, Labor's yeah, moving to Florida. I was like, I thought you were moving yeah, to Florida. Absolutely. No, no, no. I mean, you know, Phoenix, I'd like to meet you know, me, me some, uh, some good pizza right there, Pizza Vibrianka. I'm mean, sad to hear that to move all the way to Florida. So that was, a I had to drop out of that. But um, the beat Chris list, you better give me a heads up on that because I for sure want to be in the same one as, as you again this year. Yeah. And uh, please. Trent,
0: The two you're in, <laughs> the two of mine that you're in, I won both of them. So that was good.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Not just, not just my list. me. I, right, exactly. You've been, I should like, be paying your entry fee. Fall. Yeah, exactly. So so give me a heads up on that. But uh, all right, man, do you want to get to the uh, the, the, the quick slate here in, in football?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to say two, two quick things before we get to it, and these are important. Uh, so one, I ordered running shoes, got them, and Ooh. I couldn't remember what size when I tried them on in the place. I think I got like half a size too small, but they kind of fit, but they were kind of tight, and I was like making Heather feel the toe. I'm like, you think these are tight? And you know, I get really neurotic about that stuff. I'm like, ah. You know, when you, I don't know if you're like that, when you get a new pair of shoes like that you ordered, you're not really sure if they're right. Oh, but that, and yeah, Heather, I hate it. I just, it's just agonizing until like it's too late and you just have to live with it. And usually it ends up fine, usually, but not always. Heather's like, ah, I just think if you're not sure, you should return them. I'm like, and it had been like 20, 30 minutes since we'd opened them. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Ah, what a hassle. All right, I'll go return them. And I'm like looking for the box. I'm like, where's the box? I'm like, Sosh. Where's the box? I was like, Sasha, do you have the shoe box? She's like, Yeah. And she's got a scissor and she's already cut it in half and she's making something with it. Like she loves cardboard box comes in the house. She's going to town on that thing. And I just didn't get the cardboard box away from her before it was too late. So I might have to get a new pair, but I'm going to try these. But they're tight as hell on my feet. And my feet are just wide, and they just feel like someone's taking, you know, like some someone squeezing my foot together really hard. So that's one thing. The other thing is, and this probably doesn't ever apply in the States, but this is so satisfying. So I go to the farmer's markets a lot, and I buy stuff around here. And the problem with Lisbon is, like, you go to the ATM, and it's just like a U.S. ATM. It's like 20s. Maybe you get 110. If you get a 150 bucks, you get 720s and 110, 150 euros. But you always have 20s. And, you know, you want, like, some uh, sparkling water or a wine or a, or a coffee at a local shop, and it's like 70 cents for that stuff. Ninety cents, and you just you know you just can't be paying with a twenty dollar bill for something that's seventy five cents. So the coins, like the two euro coin, the one euro coin, they're like the best. You're like these things. I can get stuff with like everything else. You use a credit card for anyway, but like the little stuff is where you need the coins anyway. I'd had like every time I like get home from the farmers market, I put these coins in my drawer. This is this story has a huge payoff. It's you got to blow your mind. Uh, so I put these coins in my drawer. And a couple of days ago, I was like, I, I gathered all the twos and the ones and the fifty cents and even the twenty cents I value here because things are cheap. But I had these pennies and two, two, you know, two cents of euros lying around and some five cents, and I was able to scrape all that stuff up in my drawer to make seventy cents and use it to buy a coffee. It's so satisfying. I buy the coffee, <laughs> I get rid of all that shit, I get something for it. I was just like, I was like, sorry, and I handed them the change. They're like, oh, no problem better than handing them a 20 very satisfying
1: nice nice um speaking of your running shoes my my rowing machine did officially arrive it is not out of the box yet but it is sitting there and actually while we're on topic i have a couple other just quick health things for you the more i've been delving into this um what are your thoughts on taking fish oil because i remember i've done it before and i burped a lot and i felt like this can't be healthy with this burping but just reading three to four grams of fish oil daily that getting the omega-3s that way is helpful what are your thoughts on it very good I think you just you
0: want to be a little cognizant of make sure it's like really clean like no mercury really high quality fish oil it's expensive right, right? Right. but experiment with it for a bit it's pretty good I think it's good I think you want to take it with fatty foods I don't think you want to just take it on an empty stomach so okay. that's maybe why you're burping if you were eating like cheese and fruit or you're eating like steak or a sandwich or something just eat them before you eat
1: something Okay, all right. Look into it, and you say yes to that. Um, what about, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, matcha tea? Are you actually getting pouches of that. Have you heard of that? That's supposed to be I've go. heard what, of it. What are your thoughts on that? And I remember reading stuff about it for your digestion or
0: something, and I don't know. I've never really had it. I mean, I've had it like once or twice in some random place, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, read what they say. Most of that shit, you do it for a while, and you're like, I don't notice anything. The fish oil is pretty well established as being very good for you. There's some contraindications that you want
1: to look up, but as long as you don't experience any of that stuff, it's usually pretty good. Okay, and then last one, what is your coffee situation? How do you, do you make it yourself ever, or you just buy it? So I used to go
0: out all the time, because it's cheap here, <clears throat> but we got this coffee maker for my mom, I mean my mom brought it, my, I guess Heather brought it, because my mom was staying here, and she needs her coffee like in the house. It's this little French press, and now I've just been buying it at the store, organic coffee and just, you know, boiling the water, pouring it in and pressing it. It's pretty easy. Okay. So <clears throat> I make my own coffee at home. You know, it's just ground coffee you're buying from wherever, Ethiopia whatever coffee you like. And then you pour in the, the, the grounds in the French press, pour the water in and then press it down, you know, let it steep and then uh, press the, uh, the press down and then pour it.
1: It's pretty easy. All right. I bought some beans that looked pretty good, but uh, they came, you know, whole. So, and I'm told, I'm a pretty lazy human being, but I'm told the grinder isn't too cumbersome to do every morning. No, so I'm easy. gonna look at the have getting one, a grinder. Yeah, that's okay. better, right? Because they're fresher, if They're, yeah, they're fresher, beans, right? So, you, you, so I, I think you, it was a, a good mistake, so good accident. So I'm just gonna get a grinder. You're, you right. think that's, that's 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 doable? Super easy. I mean, some okay. machine, some coffee makers come
0: with grinders, so you pour the beans in, it grinds, and then it turns on the but yeah, oh, you can get a separate grinder. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> just, just get the, just get the grinder. It's, it's probably yeah. cheap and easy.
1: All right, cool. All right, let's get these games. Uh, my 49ers Saturday afternoon. Um, I will be their list. Uh, there, there spreads up to seven Vikings plus seven at San Francisco. What do you think here?
0: I made the line exactly seven when it was like six and a half. I really liked the Niners, but it's seven. It's, The Vikings are good, man. With Thielen healthy and Cook healthy, Cousins played well, they're good, but I laid the wood. It's just hard to go into New Orleans, play, you know, it was just one drive, but an overtime drive, and then travel again on Saturday to the West Coast and face a team that has a lot more weapons. The Saints, really, they were one-dimensional, right? I mean, Michael Thomas was their whole attack, and once he didn't do anything... That was it. Niners are just so diverse, so tricky, so much speed on that team. Kittle, the two receivers. So I think it'll be a little tougher. I think the Niners defense will get after Cousins a little more. So I laid the wood. But I think that's probably the right line.
1: Yeah, I did too, but um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it is the right line, especially sitting at seven. Uh, I was rooting for the Vikings to win that game for a couple of reasons. Yeah, I don't want to see Russell Wilson again and one of the Saints out of the conference as a Niners fan, but definitely one of those careful what you wish for. I mean, this Vikings team, one of the few, I think, in the tournament, that DVOA, your favorites, top 10 defense and offense. Uh, they When they play, yeah, they look horrible at times, but the problem is when they look good, they look great, and that's not really what you want as a— playoff opponent but I mean it's a short uh, week I don't even know if they practice this week but once and then a Saturday game you know travel across the country I think this is the only two teams that ran more than they passed except maybe the Ravens but D. Ford is key Emmanuel Sanders healthier yesterday was the first time all season I guess of the Niners 53 man roster practiced on the same day so if they are truly getting healthy that defense could, could be the difference between um, you know losing this game and winning it all so I took the Niners but I'm with you. This line seems about right. Next one. Titans uh, plus nine and a half at Ravens.
0: Yeah, I took the Titans. I don't feel strong about it. The Ravens are good enough to just kill them and I could see it getting out of hand, but I mean that Derek Henry is an absolute machine. I mean, he was just steamrolling the Patriots. I think he'll steamroll the Ravens run defense. And once you start rolling and it, it's second and four third and one, or you don't even get the third down, it's easy to play action and Tannehill's mobile and, A.J. Brown's pretty good. I know the Ravens have a good secondary, but Jonu Smith can make plays. It's, it's a pretty good offense. Their defense kind of sucks, but in a way it doesn't matter against the Ravens who your defense is because what they do is just, it's either going to work or not. It's probably going to work more often than not, but it's, there's no real defense for that. It's not like personnel thing. So I just thought uh, the Ravens are really good, but the Titans are, uh, if you look at the Titans since Tannehill took over, they're probably a top five NFL team.
1: Yeah, this one was the toughest game for me this week, and actually changed it before I sent it off. You I went with the Titans. I'm with you. I wouldn't be shocked with the Ravens' roll. It's such an advantage getting this bye this week. I know we just saw those three road teams win, but don't don't just you know. I wonder if betters are going to think that's going to be the same when now teams are home and rested. But you're right. I mean, even the Ravens can be ran on. Derrick Henry's so good, and you just look at the YPA even on like the road. Tannehill's like 10.0 or something absurd. So that's a lot of points kind of like Gus Edwards is a sneaky DFS play. I don't uh, Mark Ingram injury actually might matter even to the Titans. So I'm sorry for the, for the Ravens. So I think it does matter a little. He's good. And you know, he's
0: justice. Hill is small and quick. Gus Edwards is their bruiser, but Ingram has a little of both. And I think he's kind of important and he's, you know, kind of a knows what he's doing out there. He's one of the leaders of the team. I think he matters a little bit. I mean, I don't think it's going to move the line more than fraction of a point, but it's not ideal. You look at the rest of their weapons, Marquise Brown, if he's, you know, active and a part of the, the game plan, that's great.
1: I think he could actually and torch a, the Titans. A, a Dory Jackson's actually playing and he's been good for what it's worth. So I even that actually doesn't, I think he's fast nobody, too, nobody that can cover.
0: Nobody can yeah. cover Marquise Brown. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. they just got to get on the ball. And no, then you sure. know, Mark Andrews has an ankle injury. It's, the Ravens, yeah. Ingram is kind of important in that offense.
1: Yeah. No, so I, I'm taking the points there with you. Um, this is when I made my best bet Sunday morning, Texans plus nine and a half at chiefs. Just give me Andy Reid coming off the bye. I think the Texans kind of suck. They just played deep into overtime. I, I'm a believer in this KC defense. And frankly, I stand by my Damian Williams second round fantasy pick. That guy's going to now go off in the playoffs. But um, yeah, I like the chiefs to roll here.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That was my, you and I have the exact same picks and the same best bet. So that doesn't bode well for, for me. No. no, but the chiefs, It's just a good situation they they got the weaker of the two teams in my opinion as you said full it was a full overtime and it was a physical game watson got sacked seven times took some hits i just think like the chiefs are gonna smash them they're just gonna crush them so i laid the wood
1: and finally uh Seahawks plus four at Packers plus four. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I have to say it's a bigger line than I expected. I told you on error XM real man drafts Metcalf over Lockett. You should have we went off I last know, week. That was the one uh, mistake
0: I made. That was, I'm probably still going to win, but that was a, looks like an error right now. What
1: do you like here? I, I'm taking the points without, well, I mean, without hesitation, but yeah.
0: Yeah. That's my second best bet too. It's just that four. I mean, if it's like 10 below or something, fine. Like that could be a problem, but Russell Wilson's there's just no way that that Russell Wilson's not going to get within four unless there's some fluky bounces like it's going to come down the wire at best for the Packers there's no way they're pulling away from the Russell Wilson team they're just not good enough so I I think the Seahawks maybe win outright and end up playing the 49ers and and I'm hoping because I've got Mahomes Wilson in that 4x in the NFFC I want to win that 125k
1: Yeah, no, I would be surprised if that game doesn't come down to the if the Packers roll in that. I, I mean, it's it's certainly possible, but uh, Russell Wilson's going to keep that close. So I firmly expect that and probably win. Yeah, no, if I had to pick a winner too, I would I would take Seattle. If you had to pick money line, would you who would you take? List. If you, I mean, if it's even money line, I mean,
0: I mean, I probably just regress my own feelings back to the market and yeah, barely okay. take Green Bay. Yeah. But Fair. I wrote it up as Seattle twenty seven twenty four or something okay. like that.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Okay, all right. Man, we, we, we are far too alike this week. Um, before we get to some U.S. stuff, which is obviously uh, some stuff we need to tackle here, uh, do you have any thoughts on Harry and Meghan before we just went on your stepping back from the royal family and it without telling anyone first? Apparently there's some drama in the U.K. Yeah, no, zero. I, I pay okay. attention to that stuff, so 0.0. Okay. 0. Okay. Okay, So, speaking of Krieger, um, he actually did do a nice Iran thread, and uh, I believe the, the whole Trump thing happened, we talked about him, like, oh, you know, he's been harmless, and like, right after we recorded last week, uh, kind of all hell broke loose. Um, so, tell me if I'm wrong here. Did this all start basically because Trump backed out of that Iran deal, because he just couldn't handle Obama? That was his one significant thing. And now, with the killing of, I, I'm going to miss his name, Sol- Soleimani, Soleimani, um it's going to lead to basically how bad? How bad? How bad is this? I mean, because so, you know, I don't. Some things out there suggest this is obviously very, very, very bad. Okay,
0: so I don't know. I don't. I I think it's very funny that people who you know follow sports. Are suddenly saying, "Well, here's Iran's going to do this, and then this is what's going to happen. Then China and Russia are going to do this." Like, dude, you don't even know who's going to win the wild card game. Like, you know, it's like you don't even know who these people are. You've never heard of any of these people before the the news broke yesterday. I mean, it's just so funny how everyone has an opinion on how this is going to go. It just cracks me up on both sides. Like, oh no, no, it's fine. He's got this or whatever. Like. Dude, we don't know what the fuck's going on in Iran. We have no idea what they're thinking. We're just like extrapolating based on, well, if I were Iran, this is how I would, you know. And so they're going to do this. We have no idea. We don't even know what the facts are. We don't know what the history is. We know some of the history. I read a couple of pieces I thought were persuasive. One piece was talking about how the U.S. basically installed the Shah, overthrew the democratically elected Iranian government in like the '50s, and then you know the revolution happened. They killed off the shah and became the islamic republic and you know they have a legitimate beef with us that we were trying to you know basically dictate their affairs forever and it's imposed like a terrible dictator on them and you don't have to defend them or this regime and the bad things they've done to understand why they don't like us uh, so there's that that's part of the history the other part of the history that i read was the u.s you know we used to be on the gold standard and then i think like the war in vietnam and some other shit got really expensive and we i'm not going i'm going to botch this a little bit but we got off the gold standard sort of printing money but the way in which we sort of did that without destroying everything was we sort of enforced it around the world that the dollar was the you know the way you could buy oil and everything had to be converted in dollars it was the world's reserve currency and that the strength of the dollar and the strength of the us economically in large part Depends on the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency, and Gaddafi was buying tons of gold instead of dollars, and that was the theory why they had to get rid of him because he was trying to get the rest other African countries to get off the dollar and use gold as their reserve currency, and so like this this like small thing with Iran is is about us like trying to control you know all the oil going through the the dollar and making the U.S. sort of the the world's reserve currency and these other nations who are pissed at us for other reasons, uh, wanting to depart from it. And then all the other shit is just sort of a sideshow. So there's that theory. It's a theory. So that, that was interesting. And so all this, all this geopolitical stuff is just like, dude, the economy will collapse if, you know, if people go their own way. And then like other stuff I've heard that, no, you know, basically Trump, what he did was Iran has been a meddlesome, tests for a while, they've been fomenting terrorist attacks, and apparently, allegedly, I have no idea if this is true, that the guy was the one who got the attack on the U.S. base, in, the embassy in Iraq, that uh, a U.S. serviceman got killed, and they took him out, and then Iran did this really, this is like today or yesterday, did this really half ass bombing back that didn't injure anybody, so everyone was worried there was going to be World War III, and then Trump made a speech saying, you know, fortunately nobody was hurt, we're not going to retaliate. Their retaliation was ineffective. and But we, we let them know that we're not going to tolerate anything happening to our personnel or whatever. And so on the right-wing side, everyone's saying, or some of the people are saying, well done. Like We avoided the war. We avoided an escalation. He showed them who was boss. He showed them that there's a real price to pay for their aggression. And that's that. He's not going to lead us into a war. Other people think, no, they're going to do something more clandestine and down the road, and it's, and this is just making it worse. I just don't fucking know. I don't know. I, I do think there's something to the petrodollar and the U.S. being the reserve currency, and other countries being very justifiably unhappy with that. And I do think that there's something to be said for, to the extent Iran is doing what they're alleged to do, which I don't even know because I don't trust any of the media. That you know, putting your foot down. Is, is is a good thing. So I don't know. I don't know the answer. I have no idea.
1: That was all, uh, I was all fair. What I also hear about is like cyber attacks, uh, possibly as an issue of happening. Not, not exactly sure what that even means. Well, we're but, the one uh, that attacked all- them, right? We had that stuck Like we really
0: fucked them up with the cyber attack. Right. So right. it's not surprising yeah. if they would at least try to retaliate. I, I, I don't trust anything because, you know, Rachel Maddow was trying to tell people that the Russians were going to cut off the power grid. And everyone was going to freeze to death. She literally had a segment on that like a year ago. So, <laughs> how much of this Iran no no war no, no. Problem- fair
1: assessment no no right right and who knows I, 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 mean don't, to- I don't know
0: any of this shit. I just know that there's a case to be made that if we don't go to war, that maybe he gave them a good smack and they're going to back down. Okay, maybe. And there's a case to be made that no, this is going to escalate a whole bunch of shit. But the thing is, like, I it's it's like I can't even tell you who's going to win the fucking. You know my best bet lost last week. How how the fuck am I going to be opining on shit where I don't even know anything about this this area
1: of the world? I know. I just wanted your opinion, and also, is this like how do I how am I supposed to trust the same you know New York Times who's been had an agenda against Trump this whole time? So why am I suddenly getting extra mad at Trump when I'm reading this? You know, before when I had this view with you being like, you know, let's keep it open. Now I'm finding myself getting so pissed when maybe that you know it's the same agenda. So. But having said that, though, when I brought up the you know backing out of that Iran deal, did that not start all this? And it did seem like for petty reasons or or no, that's whatever you just think I don't, it's another. I mean, quite it's possible,
0: possible that was the reason. I don't mean I'm not going to take that on the word of a New York Times article. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, okay. I have no idea if that's the reason. It doesn't seem no, logical. I'm not saying
1: that's a, necessarily this is a New York Times article, but I mean, that is a theory that this was going to happen ever since he did that. And people were saying, why are you doing this at the time? And he answered that
0: question. He said, I'm doing this because it's a shit deal that we should never have done. You know, I mean, that's a legitimate, that's a legitimate point of view. Now they're saying no, that's not what he, that's not the real reason. The real reason that we really know, because we can read his mind is that he's just petty because Obama is Obama's, you know, achievement and he wants to undermine it.
1: And it doesn't me, matter either way, though. The reason doesn't really matter, though. Did what? pulling out of that start the ball rolling for this? And uh, is that a worse case than if staying, I guess is the more important question than than why. Well,
0: I guess. We don't know because the the consequences are not in yet, right? We don't know if this is going to lead to something bad, that, 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 or right. Iran's going to be like shit. Don't fuck with this guy. Like, let's back yeah. off. We can't. This isn't Obama that we can get away with whatever, or it's. No, we're going to take revenge. This guy has stepped over, and we're going to teach him a lesson. It could go either way. I don't know. Do they have the capability to do it? I don't know. I just don't know. I think that it certainly helps at the poker table when you have a lot of chips, And the u s. whoever's in charge of the u s. has a lot of chips, mm-hmm. if someone thinks you'll go all in at a moment's notice, you know that that you might. that certainly helps. And I don't know if they if they think Trump is just a total bluffing fraud and they can see through him, he's not going to do shit. Or this sort of showed them, no, this guy's a loose cannon. He, he might annihilate us, so we can't get away with this shit anymore. Just cool out. You know, let's wait him out till he's gone, and then we'll start our shit. Mean, it could go either way. I don't know. I really don't know. And, and I don't think these theories, that th- these psychological theories that have been offered, have ended up being very valid. All this Mueller yeah. shit, it's all such a lie. This yeah. Ukraine shit, it's, all these psychological theories, I think, are mostly just amateur hour. My, my only stance is I don't. I think most people with a brain have zero interest in uh, or actual war with Iran and as much of, the, uh, of a disaster as the Iraq war was. And you just hope that this is all there is. And there's one other thing that the whole thing, whether it's, you know, you can't just murder somebody with a drone. Like, and there's two things I'll say about that. One is we've been murdering people with drones for decades. Mm-hmm. Like Obama did it all the time. And, Bush was doing it. And the difference was well, the Obama day. did it
1: as much as any
0: too. Right. right. Yeah. And he killed guys with uh, us citizens. These guys were actually us citizens. Some of these guys that were overseas, they were actually born in the U S and they had the U S citizenship and he killed them without a trial, which is totally illegal. But that's what presidents do these days. And, so the difference this with this one was this was like them murdering the joint chiefs chairman of the joint chiefs of staff. This was like them murdering the secretary of defense or something. It was like murdering a government official, not like a, a terrorist preaching in a cave, you know, or right. well, way terrorism.
1: different. Yeah, yeah, like the vice okay. president. but or something. but you yeah. can't.
0: The morality's not different. It's just the protocol is different. Like you're breaching yep. a protocol. you you're breaking. But I kind of think well, if the rule now is if we think a guy is a warmongering danger to society, we can just take him out. Then other countries are going to look at our warmongers and say, eh, that guy might be dangerous. It sort of says, well, it's kind of open season on them too. Right? Because like, if somebody took out one of our officials, we, we couldn't, we, we could say like, that's beyond the pale, but like, we just took out one of their officials, right? One of their actual officials. It's dangerous to do that. But at the same time, There's something nice about, well, if you're one of those scumbag warmongers who's basically advocating and then you end up getting a board seat on Raytheon Corporation or whatever, maybe someone will take you out. Maybe those are the people who should have some skin in the game if they're going to foment war rather than just these ordinary people, ordinary soldiers.
1: So, yeah, no, it's the slippery slope. And one, just to add to that, supposedly, I don't know how true it is, but supposedly they, he was lured there under false pretenses, like where he was when he, for like an agreement, even like they were coming to an accord. So like really shady as far as against the code or have, I guess, but like, if if you think, uh, if you think the guy is
0: a murderous, of course. Terrorist. Of course. Menace. Of course. There are no and, and rules. And you're trying to kill him, him. And you're like, but we can't lie. But the one thing we can't do is lie sure. to him or mislead him. That would be very wrong. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of hard to make. It's hard to make the case. I, I think it's immoral to be. I don't think we should be assassinating other people. But I wouldn't say never, depending on who it was. Right. If we could kill Hitler or something back in the day, maybe we should. So the question is, everyone's going to define. Everyone wants to define everyone they don't like as Hitler. Oh, Trump is Hitler. Right. It's like everyone goes there and then justifies anything they, they want to do because of it. But already Obama was assassinating people already, so like that 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 ship has sailed. And then there's another thing I read, which is kind of scary: that we're developing hypersonic missiles, and so is Russia. And these missiles, which can also deliver nuclear warheads, they can go intercontinental in 30 minutes. So there's not even like a warning. Hmm. And when you have assassinations coming that fast, it is some, and their precision too. These things. And the other scary thing is, if a missile's coming toward your country, especially if it's given you know, to a rogue terrorist group or something where it's not even like there's a country you can attack, you got like 30 minutes to decide whether you're going to launch the nukes back just in case. You don't know what's on that shit. It's a it's very scary, like with some of the technology that's coming up. So
1: no, for sure, because I've heard like they're going to come on ship ships. You know, they'll be on on ships. But you say that that's what I think in my head. I'm like with the technology, and like I, I have I'm so clueless. I'm like, are they can they get here within 30 minutes and just blow up a city? Like exactly. So you're saying, I mean, yeah, there are capabilities out there. 30 minutes international. You're saying right now.
0: Yeah, it's 30 minutes for like you know six thousand miles or something, and. That thing's coming fast, and it's too fast yeah, and, and too <laughs> elusive to shoot down. It's coming in so fast. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there'll probably be some other evolution of shit, but it's that. And then there's the autonomous weapons. Have you heard about those? No, I guess, no. So all you know, the drones are like are they're operated at least a lot of them by like some dude in Nevada in some video game. You know, it's like a video game with a joystick and a screen. I mean, they're killing real human beings, but they're like doing it remotely and like from a, a warehouse in Nevada or something. Sure, but, well, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, but, like well, that is the drones,
1: right? I mean, they're yeah. manned
0: by someone like they're that. Man, right? they're, 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 there's no one on the drone, but there's someone operating it. But yeah. they they've obviously can create autonomous sure. weapons where the drone just finds that it's programmed to find targets and detonate itself. And then it's just black like, mirror shit. Right. And the thing yeah. is, like. <laughs> When you have auto, you know autonomous weapons, it's already bad enough that you don't have to like set foot on the battlefield. That you know you're not even risking anything, so you can just kill all, all these people. But it's like if there's a malfunction, you know the the algorithm is too it's overly broad. but it's hitting, first of all, by the time you get a hold of that shit, and nobody's responsible. It's not like some ro- you know you can prosecute some guy for war crimes. It's like oh no, it was just the program went a little awry and we killed like ten thousand people. You know, it's like shit is fucking yeah. scary. And then when other countries have right. autonomous weapons and you know, the shit's just flying over all sorts of crazy ass shit just flying in your environment all the time that could at any moment just start shooting bullets at you. That's fucking scary shit.
1: No, that's that's very, very scary shit. Yeah. Yeah, that is another slippery slope. Man list on that note, and then there's also horrible wildfires in Australia. It's a lot of uh yeah, callery shit out yeah. there right now, man. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going um, on yeah so uh yeah on that note the bottom I line
0: i don 't worry about the other shit this this I mean it could be bad i 'm not saying again i don 't know, but it 's just it just cracks me up that people who are just wrong about the shit that they 're experts in are yeah. now opining with certainty about shit that they have that is, absolutely yeah. no expertise in, and the media that parrots shit and talks is the they 're the lowest of the low, they only have an agenda, none of that shit 's real, none of the networks, none of the newspapers that you read. You have to find people on Twitter that have been reliable.
1: See, yeah. And it's so much easier to be skeptical about stuff you know. I mean, maybe that sounds so obvious, but you know what? I, like, it's very easy to me to call bullshit when I hear someone talking to sports. But when it's something I'm not, if they're on TV, they must, they must have some authority and be smart enough. So, yeah, I try to get better myself to be more skeptical and not just listen to the, the big media, even if it's coming from, you know, what, by the New York Times. Well, there's, it's, there's a word for this. It's like the Crichton Effect, or Michael Crichton named something
0: with some sort of... No, he, it wasn't named after him, but he identified this. He said, you read something about sports. It was like you said that Adam Sandler movie, right? It was so bad, like with the sports betting. You're like, this is so fake. But then you go see, like, uh, Sideways, the wine movie, which I loved, and Heather's like, that yeah. wine shit was so bad. And, the, and, right. and like, she, right. like and for her, it's unwatchable. Example. It's so bad. Yeah. But for me, I was like, oh, this is such a good movie, and the wine stuff is kind of funny and cool. Like, it was a good theme yeah. worked into it. Not but drinking like, any no. yeah. That's right. hilarious. That it's a perfect
1: example.
0: Right. It's just such bullshit. But, you know, the same thing. It's like, I remember reading a New York Times article on how, DraftKings and FanDuel, and they were comparing it to like these illegal online sports books where someone got a, a bag of cash in an alley. And I was like, there's a real story. There's scandals about the way the advertising's going and all this stuff. But it is not like that at all. You get it sent to your PayPal account. You know, I mean, it's like, this is like the cleanest thing ever when you went on FanDuel. So I was like, this article is so bad. It's conflating shit yeah. that's not even remotely linked. And I knew it was terrible because obviously I was in that world. We were, you know, playing and in that world. And they say, like, the shit that you know when you read in the newspaper, you're like, this writer got this completely wrong. But then you read something about politics in the Middle East that you don't know, and you read it at face value. But the truth is they're all wrong. It's totally wrong. I mean, it is, and it's gotten worse. So I, I I can't even get into political arguments. I get too mad and frustrated. I, You know, with Heather or other people, I'll just hear them talking about something that I know where it came from, and I'm like, ugh. We're still talking, like, the fact that the Washington Post reported it means something. Right, means yeah, it, yeah. You know, like, gotta get out I guess reporting it's a very tough, specific fact, you know, like a quote from somebody might be something, or a yeah. transcript from something, or a, that might be worth something. But, like, so-and-so, you know, that like, the theory that, like, Trump is mad, is jealous of Obama, and is petty, and the only reason he got rid of the Arandals is because he wants to destroy Obama's achievement, like, that to me is, like, so... Implausible. It's so unlikely. It's possible. Anything's possible. But it's so much more likely to be just that, like bitching from the newspapers, rather than like yeah. real substantive, factual, fact-based reporting.
1: That and and that's what like most of it is now. So here I am perpetuating it too. No, that's good. No, I, I, dude, I, I hear you. That makes total sense to me. I, that 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 makes. I, I'm with you. That, that, I, that to all rings true to me. So I got I, 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 I got to fall for it less myself. So for sure. It's I'm, hard.
0: I'm we grew up, man, I grew up reading the New York times, man. I thought that was the paper. Like it was in the New York times. That's legit. All right, man. Uh, on right, that, on that note, note, I got some editing yeah. to do in this podcast, but
1: yeah. clean it up good. All right. It's selfless. All right. Take it easy. Don.